0: Hello and welcome to Let's Listen, a podcast that lets you experience the greatest video game stories of all time. My name is Sam Hillestad, and this is episode six. Previously on Let's Listen, it became clear that Carly and Lee were growing feelings for each other, but they had to put that on hold because Lily thought there was a traitor who was stealing supplies from the group. Lee teamed up with Duck hunt for clues, but before we could find out who the traitor was, bandits stormed the motel. A gunfight ensued and they were able to escape in the RV, but it drew a swarm of walkers and duck. Kenny and Katya's little boy got bitten on the way out. On the road in the RV, Lily's paranoia hit a fever pitch. She was throwing accusations out left and right. She accused Ben, she accused Carly, she even accused Lee, but no one would confess. Eventually, Lily hit her breaking point, and she shot Carly in the head. The group abandoned Lily, leaving her to fend for herself in a dark forest full of walkers. Now with two fewer members and another one bitten, the group continues their journey in the RV, headed towards Savannah, where they're hoping to find a boat but they immediately face another obstacle. This is episode six of Let's Listen.
1: We got something up
0: ahead. Kenny slows the RV down, and Lee goes up to the front seat to check it out. And we see a freight train in the road blocking our path. Damn it. Road's blocked. It looks like it's been broken down for a while, and part of it is off the tracks entirely.
1: Now we gotta deal with
0: this. The three men, Lee, Kenny, and Ben, climb out to get a closer look. The obvious answer to their predicament would be to find a way around the train, but there's pretty dense woods on either side. Ben, the high schooler, asks the question anyway.
1: Is there any way to get around it? Doesn't look like it. On foot, maybe. Can't really afford to do that now.
0: Lee looks around.
1: This.
2: Seems like a safe area. Well, this brush will stop anything from creeping up on us.
0: Katya, Clem, and Duck come out of the RV. Katya's still carrying Duck, who's looking worse and worse. They sit down on a log, and Ben comes over. Why don't you and I go look around? He's talking to Lee.
2: Yeah, everyone else relax. Clem, stay close to Kenny and Kat, okay?
0: Lee, if you come across anything to drink, uh, if there's a dining car or something, I think Duck's a bit dehydrated.
1: It's a freighter, huh? Be careful in there.
2: What? You think there might be something dangerous inside an abandoned locomotive? That didn't cross my mind.
0: And with that, Lee and Ben take off to explore the inside of the abandoned locomotive. As they approach, Lee makes conversation.
2: You, uh, happy you stayed with us all this time? Yeah. Really?
0: It's with you guys or dead. I would have died out there in the woods, just like my classmates
2: you think this is better
0: yeah of course
2: lee changes
0: the subject
2: what would you have done with lily
1: i don't know left her i've never seen anybody kill someone like that before
2: you've seen a bunch of other stuff by now
0: yeah but not like that and then he has to ask was it you not this again was it no okay then lee decides to take him at his word And next up is actually exploring the train. So Lee climbs up onto one of the boxcars and opens the door. Inside, we see a dirty cot on the ground surrounded by empty cans and bottles. Whoa.
2: Somebody's been living in here.
0: Yeah, man. Shit, think they're gone?
2: I hope so, but this looks recently used. Be on the lookout and have your guard up.
0: Among all of those empty cans and bottles, Lee also sees a piece of paper on the ground connected to a clipboard. A
2: map of where the train goes. I think these tracks might lead to the coast. Route 27, Savannah. That's where kinney has got us headed.
0: And then the only other item of note is a bottle of water, which is actually full and unopened.
2: I'll take this to Katja for duck.
0: And so then Lee gets back to exploring the rest of the train. He goes up to another boxcar, and there's a walkway on the side of this one, so he walks across that and finds a couple panels that he can open. And inside the first one he finds a bunch of buttons, one of them is power, one of them is engine ready, and they're all off. There's a switch though that he tries, Nothing. it said prime engine, but of course nothing happens. In the next compartment, Lee finds a bunch of different tools. There's a spanner, a monkey wrench, and a spike remover. They all look like they could serve as pretty effective weapons in a pinch. He takes something called a spike remover, which looks like a particularly deadly weapon, and then he makes his way to the front, to the cab, where he sees someone sitting in the conductor's chair. Shit. They are bloody and not moving, clearly dead. And then Ben comes over. We got one. Walker, sitting in the chair. We got him. He's wearing an orange and yellow safety vest that's coated in blood. Lee very carefully opens the door to the cab, trying not to make noise. It doesn't move, so very slowly, Lee raises the spike remover. And then...
2: Suppose we ought to look him over.
0: Yeah. It falls to the ground, still motionless. Lee turns him over to take a look. (sighs) And its face is unrecognizable. This person had been shot in the head and could have never possibly turned. I don't think this guy came back. Christ. And then Lee notices something on the control panel. That light is blinking. And Ben gets excited. Push it. Push it? Why not? Are you fucking serious?
1: Here, look.
0: We see from outside the train, Kenny notices.
1: It's just the brakes.
2: Okay, I'll give you that
0: And comes over. This fucker works? Excited.
2: Seems like it.
1: I'll
0: be damned. How the hell do we get it moving?
2: I don't know. That's Mr. Amtrak over here.
1: No
0: clue. He shows Kenny the map. We
2: found this in the boxcar back there.
1: Whoa, is this what it looks like? I think so. This horse will take us right to Savannah. A hundred tons of steel. Put a thousand walkers between us and the ocean, and we don't have to give a shit. I can't believe it.
0: Kenny sits down in the conductor's chair and looks like he's ready to go.
2: Just have to figure out how to get it started.
0: I'm sure we can
1: figure it out. How tough could it be?
2: No idea, but we'll find out.
1: That's the spirit. Then he
0: calls out to Ben.
1: Ben, if you could keep an eye on the girls and duck, I'd appreciate it. I going make sense of these controls.
0: There are dozens of levers and buttons and gauges, so he has his work cut out.
1: Man, this could be exactly what we need.
0: Lee looks at the panel behind them, where there are even more buttons and switches and lights. I have no idea what to do with these. So they both have some work to do. But first things first, Lee hops down from the boxcar and goes to check in on everyone else. In particular, to see how Duck is doing and to give him that water bottle they found. Here, found some water.
3: Oh, thank you. Perfect.
0: He's awake, but just barely. He's
2: allergic to bees. Is that right?
0: That's all I can keep thinking about. Like, somehow that matters. It doesn't. I know. Well, I don't, but you're probably right. But now Lee has to get back to the unenviable problem of trying to figure out how to get this train moving. And first things first, he needs to take a look at those cars in the back, which are still attached to the main part of the train, but are completely off the rails. He goes and finds the coupler where they're attached, and tries to use the spike remover. Stuck.
2: We need a bunch of force to break away all this rust and whatnot before I can pry anything free.
0: But it doesn't budge. So, he goes back to Kenny to report. He's still up at the front in the cab car. Sitting in his conductor's chair.
2: We got a problem. What? We still got the rest of the train attached to us back there. Shit. I tried to yank the pin out, but it won't budge.
1: Well, we ain't going anywhere until it does.
0: And while Lee is up there, he decides to take another look at that panel behind them. I have no
2: idea what to do with these.
0: But this time, he sees something else.
2: Shit, this is it. Instructions on starting the
0: engine. It's a clipboard.
2: Damn pages ago. I can kinda see the indentations
0: from the writing, but it's ripped off. That's all we can see engine startup. But those indentations give Lee an idea. He picks up a pencil. Perfect. Scratches it out. Can you read it now?
2: Yeah. Should be able to just follow the steps to get the engine
0: on. Sounds good. And does the exact same method that Clem was doing earlier with the leaves, and it works. There aren't any words to these instructions, but it's a visual diagram so we can see exactly what to do. So he starts flipping the right switches, getting everything in place. And once he does.
1: Son of a bitch. Whatever you did, let the dash up. So far, so good.
0: So the whole panel lights up, and Lee gets to work on the second set of instructions. This one involves a series of dials that he has to put in the right position. And once those get in place, now we're talking, even more lights come on. And for the last piece, Lee has to go back to those compartments where he found those buttons earlier next to the engine. So he opens up the panel and with the instructions he knows what to do. There's a switch all the way at the bottom, and all he has to do is turn that left and then right again. And then something happens. It's a minor miracle, but they got it started.
1: Holy shit! We're golden!
0: Kenny comes out of the cab absolutely beaming. Yeah, we are golden. feels good. The two of them bask in the moment. Let's fucking enjoy this. And then he weighs Lee back into the cab.
1: Mom, let's see if she'll move.
0: Kenny gives Lee the honors. It's all yours. And at the controls, there's really only one thing to do. There's one main lever, which is the throttle and Lee gives it a pull. And they would have been good, except... Damn it! They forgot one thing.
1: Of course. We're still attached. Can you go find out where we're stuck? Get us unstuck?
0: Yeah. Lee has a pretty good idea of what he needs to do. He goes back to that compartment where he found the tools from earlier. He puts the spike remover back, because that obviously didn't work, and he takes out the monkey wrench. He makes his way back to the coupler where the two cars are still connected and with a monkey wrench this time he's able to get the leverage he needs to pull the pin out. There. Hey Kenny, we're loose! Kenny's too far away to hear though so Lee has to go back through the train through that boxcar with the cot where it looked like someone was living. Lee pauses for a moment though. Because it looks like something might have shifted.
4: You touch any of my stuff? He freezes,
0: and slowly turns around and sees a man standing there. He's extremely dirty and disheveled, but definitely not a walker. Lee decides to be honest. I took the of the treatments. That's fine. You can have that. Really? Yeah. I got 'em all right up here. He points to his temple and smiles.
4: I guess it's no worse for wear.
0: Lee relaxes a little.
4: Name's Chuck. Charles, if you fancy. Lee. That your crew outside? Yeah, and the guy up in the cab. Him too. I saw you walking through here and thought about scaring the pants off you. What? But I couldn't force myself to do it.
0: Lee smiles awkwardly. You're still kind of freaking
4: me out. Trained folk will do that. Already met everyone outside. They all warm to me right quick in direct sunlight.
0: He ups off the train and does look a little friendlier in direct sunlight. He has this doughy face and long, silver hair. Looks more like a vagabond than a hobo.
3: You met Chuck?
2: Yeah, I did.
0: It's so nice to meet someone normal for a change.
3: He gave us candy. Ben, too.
0: We see Ben eating sugar babies or maybe milk duds. Whatever it is, he's really enjoying it and now we can also see that the stranger chuck has a guitar with him
2: what's your game man keeping alive
0: lee gives a half-hearted chuckle
4: that's not bad i like it you met kenny sure did man shares my love of the road that's for certain
0: and then we see duck again (coughs)
4: chuck
0: Gets up and goes over and kneels down next to Duck and Katya. I'm awful sorry your son's not feeling good. I appreciate your concern.
4: Well, with a little TLC, I'm sure he'll be fit as a fiddle in no time.
0: Katya gives him a smile.
4: And I can offer y'all whatever I got,
0: although it ain't much. And then Kenny comes over, kind of in a huff. We'd like to do the same. Why don't we
1: hold off on...
0: Stay with us. But she cuts him off. We'd like the company. And Kenny walks away again. Chuck sits down next to Clem on a log, and he picks up his guitar and starts plucking, and everyone else sort of sits around and mindlessly sways to the gentle guitar music, sort of lost in the moment for just a second. Then Lee leans down to talk to Clem for a minute. Hey sweet pea,
2: that candy Chuck gave you, taste okay?
3: It was really good.
2: No funny
0: aftertaste? No. Lee still looks a little uncertain. Train's cool, huh? He changes the subject.
3: I guess. Scary, kind of.
0: And then Lee goes over to talk to Kenny, who's inspecting the coupling that Lee dealt with earlier. He's pretty excited. So that's it? We're
1: cut loose? Seems that way, yeah. Great.
0: And then Kenny addresses the group.
1: We don't got much left, so just gather whatever you have.
0: And so they all mobilize and gather all their belongings and start getting on the train. And then Kenny turns to Chuck.
1: Want a ride? Well,
4: it sounds like you're taking my home. That's a yes, then? Haven't found anything better for keeping the creepy crawlies out than that boxcar.
0: And so Chuck hops aboard. And Clem next.
1: Duck's sick. Get on the train, Clementine.
0: She looks really worried, but Kenny's not having any of it.
3: He's getting sicker.
1: Let me look at him.
0: Katya shows them Duck's face, and it's not looking good. His face is this sickly green color now. We can't ignore this. Look at the kid, Kenny. This is
2: happening.
1: Ain't shit happening. And if it were, what can we do here? We get on the train, and we find something better. That is the plan.
3: I think Lee just wants to talk it through. It's talked through. Get on, Kat.
1: I'll be up front. I don't want to hear any nonsense until we get where we're going.
0: And with that, Kenny turns around and walks away, up to the cab. And we see Katya looking utterly in despair. She has no choice, though. She goes to get on the train, too. And Lee goes up to the front, where the only thing left to do is get this train started. He pulls the throttle, and miraculously, the train starts moving very slowly at first, but gradually it starts to pick up more and more steam. Kenny and Lee smile at each other. We see Chuck leaning out of his boxcar and watching the world go by. Clem is looking out, looking as pensive as ever, and then in the corner of the boxcar we see Katya holding Duck who's starting to shake and shiver. And then up ahead, we see a walker on the side of the track. And in the train, barreling down the tracks full steam ahead, a single walker is not something that they even worry about. It's a novel feeling. They pass it by without giving it notice. And then Chuck and Lee start talking in the boxcar.
4: Gotta be hard on you, eh? three adults taking care of three kids no disrespect no son huh?
0: he's talking to Ben when he says that calling him a kid
4: there were more of us Ben get him
1: yes Oh, it's a shame
0: and then Lee Katya calls out Lee I need you right now I need you to go get Ken what's a- would you get that off his face my hands are full here Doc is coughing up blood and some sort of black bile. Lee goes over, Could picks up a rag off his face, please, and wipes the blood and bile off his face. He's fading in and out of consciousness now. He's out of time. We need to stop this train. Okay. Please. So Lee goes and crosses from the boxcar up to the cab car where Kenny is driving the train. He opens the door to the cab, and Kenny doesn't even acknowledge that he's there. You need
2: to stop the train.
0: And again, he just ignores him. Kenny. What? Ken. What the hell's that? He shows him the bloody rag, which is black and unnatural. Your
1: son's blood. Get out of here, Lee. You know he's dying. Nobody knows shit. He'll be fine.
0: And still, Kenny isn't even looking at Lee, just staring straight ahead, straight at the tracks. I'm sorry.
1: I shouldn't talk like that right now go back there and tell my wife everything will be fine what is the goddamn deal he's a little sick but we can't just quit it's a scratch he's not like the others Jesus all y'all are just making it worse
0: Lee considers for a second but realizes he needs Kenny to understand
1: you're in denial and you've given up on duck on everyone stop it god it
3: fuck
2: you Lee you're gonna listen
0: or what and with that Kenny finally stands up, and turns around and faces Lee, face to face now, inches away from him, practically asking for a fight, but Lee isn't having it.
1: "-Calm down, and-" "-How the fuck do you calm down after a day like today?"
0: Lee takes a deep breath, trying to get him to calm.
1: "-By talking to your friend."
0: And that seems to work. Kenny sits back down in his conductor's chair, but he still isn't stopping the train.
2: "-You couldn't save Herschel's son then?" You can't save Duck now.
1: Shut your mouth!
2: So you're running like a coward.
0: And that does it. It sets him off. He gets up and slams Lee against the wall. And punches him Just right me in the face. The fuck alone!
1: I don't need you, and Duck doesn't need you! But
0: Lee fights back. He dodges his next punch, spins around, and gets Kenny against the wall, his forearm on his throat. I
2: told Kaja I'd get you to stop this, and you bet your ass I'm gonna.
0: Kenny keeps fighting back, but Lee is fucking over this.
2: You want to hurt people because you're afraid! Losing duck ain't enough for you! Because you're fucking lose everything acting like this! I'll fucking kill you before I let that happen!
0: And finally, Lee lets him go. Kenny falls to his knees, panting, trying to catch his breath. Lee looks horrified that that's what it had to come to. I'm sorry. But he had to knock some sense into Kenny. And it seems to have worked. Kenny gets up slowly and goes over to the controls and stops the train. And then we see the train from the outside as it slowly comes to a stop. Lee and Kenny climb out and go back to the boxcar. Where Katya's laid duck out on the ground. Everyone else is standing outside, not looking at each other, just looking down. Ken, it's. I think it's time. Kenny nods and finally acknowledges it. He looks over at Chuck, who's standing outside next to Clem. The boy's
1: been bit, in case you haven't figured that out.
0: But he doesn't even look up. No one can look up, not in a moment like this. Lee comes over. What do you need? Puts his hand on Kenny's shoulder. I... I... you. Gotcha. It's time to...
4: Oh,
3: this is not possible.
1: What are we gonna do?
3: We can't allow him to become one of those things.
1: But what if... what if he doesn't? Kenny, I love you very much.
3: I love our son more than life itself. I need you to hear me.
0: What you are saying, that he may not turn, is foolish. But. No.
1: There's. Come on, Cat. If you think of one, you let me know. Isn't there some sort of pill or something we can just give him? Stop it. Just drift off to sleep, right, hon? I mean, Jesus, this is our son. I know, but we know it's. Here She
0: points or nothing. at her own head you Fuck
1: Just who then You want me to You don't have to I'll do it No you don't
0: have to Gotcha fuck I, I, I can I could do this But Lee steps it. up No it should be a parent
3: No
1: parent should have to do something like this Lee's right cat We can say our goodbyes And just let that be it
3: I don't know Lee, you'd be doing this family a great service. Why don't we take him into the forest so Clementine doesn't have to see?
0: Yeah. Give us a moment to say goodbye. Of course. And so Kenny picks him up and the two of them carry him into the forest. And then Clem comes up to Lee's side. What's happening? And grabs his hand. She still can't look at him or anyone or anything but the ground. Duck is dying.
3: I know. What are you doing?
0: And here Lee can decide if he wants to sugarcoat this or tell her the truth.
2: I'm killing him.
0: And then she looks up at him. And Lee looks back at her.
2: Yes. So he doesn't come back.
0: And she understands. Look, Clem. But then... Things are... What the... No! Ben, take Clementine into the train. Go. It'll be fine. Lee takes off sprinting into the woods. And when he gets there, he finds the three of them in a clearing. Duck set down against a tree trunk. And Kenny kneeling over Katya's body.
1: Kat! Kat! Katya!
0: She has a gun next to her and a hole in her head.
1: Why, Kat? Honey? Oh, fucking God! (laughs) What the hell happened? What did you... She couldn't... She she, she just... Fuck! Oh, oh, fuck!
0: Tears are streaming down Kenny's face. Kenny picks up the gun. And with Lee, goes over to where Duck is laying. His body is completely limp now. His eyes, cloudy, staring off into nothingness. What do we do? Lee turns to him and holds his hand out. Give me the gun,
2: kid. I'll do it.
0: He nods and hands him over the gun. And he turns around so he doesn't have to see this. Lee raises the gun and points it at Duck. This... Big-eared, freckled little kid who he and Clem had gotten so close to. But he's not that person anymore. <laughs> the screen goes black, and the next thing we see is the train again. We see Clem sitting by herself, her legs dangling off the boxcar, staring into the distance. Lee sees her and walks over and sits down next door. You want to talk?
3: Uh-huh. You, uh
2: huh. You understand what happened? Yes. Okay. What do you think about?
3: What Chuck said.
2: What Chuck said.
3: That what happened to Duck. What happened to me?
2: The fuck he did.
3: I swear.
0: Sorry some sense into
3: it. Don't be mad.
0: But Lee already looks pretty mad. He goes up to the very front of the train where Chuck is standing. Hey. How you doing? Lee has his arms crossed and looks like he's ready to get into a fight if he has to. I don't care what
2: reasons you had for doing it. No reason to go and tell my girl she's going to end up dead.
4: Cause she is.
0: And that's not the response that Lee expected.
4: I don't know much about you folks. I can tell you as sure as the sun's gonna come up tomorrow. Y'all keep going on like this, and that girl ain't gonna make it. What do you know? I know that you don't have a goddamn plan. We get to Savannah, and then what? We find a boat. You think that's a new idea? You got even the foggiest idea about where you're gonna find one of those. Look, sit down with the girl and hash it out. Find a map, for Christ's sake. I'd give you one if I had it. And if something were to happen to you, it won't. If it were, you gotta prepare the girl. Teach her to use a weapon and for crime and he cut that hair.
0: Lee doesn't look too happy about that suggestion.
4: She's a little girl. And she'll die a little girl if you treat her like one. You gotta consider her a living person. That's it. You're either living or you're not. You ain't little, you ain't a girl, you ain't a boy. You ain't strong or smart you're alive look at her hair you got her running around with a mop that's going to act like velcro to any hand swinging its way find some scissors in my pack and take care of that hair before a walker does it for you and then show her how to use a gun because like it or not that's what saves your life from here on out
0: lee looks annoyed but he's listening
4: i don't mean to tell you how to do your job but too many people have died already they have and seeing another little girl die might just do me in.
2: I hear you. A plan, a haircut, and a gun. It's good advice. It's something.
0: Before Lee goes and takes care of that, though, he wants to try to get to know Chuck more.
4: You have any family? Out there somewhere. Been sort of on my own for the past, 14 years now. Sorry to hear that. No one to blame. You're homeless, then?
2: Eh,
4: suppose... I've had homes here and there, and they just don't work out. I like a drink, you know? Yeah. Got any? No.
0: Darn. And with that, Lee goes back into the train.
4: Be safe up here.
0: You betcha. Inside, he finds Kenny, who's sitting hunched in front of the controls to the train. He understandably doesn't really want to talk though.
2: You still want to get a boat? It's still
1: the best plan. Yeah. It's the best plan.
0: Lee's not really getting anywhere with Genny, so he leaves him be and goes back to check on Clem. She's still sitting in the boxcar with her legs dangling off the side. And he finds something next to Chuck's cot. Some fit whiskey. It's a bottle of alcohol that's. Must have been Chuck's, but he forgot about. Then he goes to Chuck's bag where he said he has those scissors. He pulls those out.
2: They look clean enough.
0: And he sits down next to Clem to talk about what to do next. Hey, Clem. Did you talk to him?
2: I did. He had some, uh, he explained himself and made some good points. Look, we're not gonna let anything bad happen to him but there are some precautions we have to take.
3: Okay, yeah, that makes sense.
2: Don't worry, sweetheart.
3: Okay, what should we do?
2: Well, we're gonna figure out a plan for when we get to Savannah. Teach you how to protect yourself and uh, tidy up a little so you can't get grabbed so easily.
3: I'd like that.
0: Good. Lee decides to start with the issue of protection, so he jumps right in. You need to know how to protect yourself.
3: Like hiding or running away?
0: Got it. But she doesn't got it. I mean, with one of these. He shows her his
2: pistol. First, don't be afraid of it. It's just a thing. Take it. But know where your finger is all the time. And don't put it on the trigger unless you want to hurt somebody. He hands it to her. Okay. Okay. See? It's not scary.
3: It's heavy.
2: You'll get stronger to aim. You look right down the top, through that notch. He shows her where to look to aim. Line up the sight at the end with your target.
3: Is there anything else I should know?
2: Squeeze the trigger. Steadily, okay? Don't give it a quick yank or pull.
3: Steady. I can do that.
2: Every time. It'll be tough, but just remember to do that. You'll hit what you're aiming at.
3: Okay. I'm ready.
0: So they stand up and Lee goes to get one of Chuck's old bottles. This one is empty. He sets it on a cart away from them. Good. Don't lock your elbow. gets climbing position. Okay,
2: let's take your first shot. Squeeze the trigger smoothly and I'll cover your ears. Nice and easy.
3: Nice and easy.
2: <laughs> she misses. You okay? By a lot.
3: My hands hurt. I don't like this.
2: Let's stick with it, okay?
0: Do I have to?
2: Yeah. You do.
0: He gets her set up in position again, puts his hands over her ears, protecting her from the sound, and tells her where to okay. aim. Aim
2: a little bit more to the left.
0: And she adjusts.
2: Okay, a little higher.
0: But she misses again. A little closer though. A bit to the right. He adjusts her again. Aim lower. And then she gets it. I got it. Excellent. Good shot. He goes to put another bottle up. It's just one isn't enough she takes aim again but misses again Lee helps her a little bit more to the left gets her set up in position a little bit lower and she gets it this time
2: there you go nice
0: He goes to put one more bottle up and this time she tries it without his help he steps back and lets her shoot on her own and she gets it I did it. Yeah, you did. Good job.
3: I squeezed the trigger, just like you said. I know. You did good. They're not walkers, though.
2: No, far from it. But you know how these things work now. We'll graduate you to walkers one day.
3: Okay. I feel good. Not
0: so scary, huh? nuh But next up now is that haircut that he had talked about with Chuck. And the reason that Chuck brought this up is because Clem, at this point, has a pretty long head of hair, very curly, very thick and he's right, it would be easy for a walker to grab onto.
2: So you're probably not gonna like this.
3: Oh no, what happened?
2: Nothing. We have to talk about your hair. It's not safe.
0: She looks offended.
3: That's not nice. What? Are you saying it smells? No. Cause it does, kinda.
0: And she gets a little sad.
2: Do you remember when Andy St. John grabbed it? And I got mad? Yeah. Well, that could happen again. And if it's a walker, well, we need to trim
0: it. She looks nervous, though.
3: Just a trim, right?
2: I need to cut it short enough so that it can't get grabbed.
0: Clem looks deflated. (sighs) Okay. But
2: accepts the truth. Mind if we do this now?
0: I guess not.
2: Don't mope. It's a good thing.
0: And so Clem sits down on the boxcar floor and Lee kneels down next door and takes out the scissors.
3: Do you know how to do this?
0: He starts snipping away.
3: Yeah, of course. I don't believe you. Well, good. Good? Means you know when someone's
2: lying to you, which is another valuable survival
0: skill. And this gets Clem thinking about Lee's past.
3: So you did kill someone before.
0: Which he's finally ready to talk to her about.
3: You could have just told me. I wouldn't have been afraid of you or anything.
0: I'm sorry.
3: You've killed lots of things now. It doesn't even matter.
0: Lee lets that sink in as he keeps working on her hair. He's really taking big chunks off of it now.
2: You're right. Before all of this, I was sent to jail, you know?
3: Did people ever go to jail when they shouldn't?
2: All the time. Okay, I think I'm about done. I can probably tie these pieces back with something.
3: Here, I have some hair thingies. You do? Uh, Yeah, Lily gave them to me for sleeping.
0: So he takes them and ties her hair back. There, all set. And then Clem feels back where her hair used to be and doesn't feel anything, so she gets really sad for a second. Does it look dumb?
2: (laughs) No, you look cute and a lot harder to grab.
0: It does look a little goofy, but he's right. So now with the haircut out of the way, the last thing to do is for Lee to find that map of Savannah to go over with Clem.
2: Are there any maps up here? So he goes to
0: the front of the train where Kenny is. I just
2: want to look over one with Clem so she has a lay of the land once we get to Savannah.
0: And Lee actually sees that there's a map right next to him. You mind
2: if I
1: look in there for a second? I really wish you'd just leave me alone.
0: But Kenny's being stubborn. So Lee goes back to the very front of the train where Chuck was to give him that bottle of whiskey. I found this if you want And he looks thrilled. Damn.
4: Didn't realize I had it left. Thank you.
0: Chuck opens the bottle. Want a nip? And offers it to Lee before he takes a sip. Sure. So Lee takes the bottle and there's no glass, so he just drinks straight from the bottle.
4: Ooh. Not known for its finish.
0: Lee hands it back, and Chuck takes a swig. It goes down a lot easier. Mm.
4: Anybody in there want to share a drink, you better know. Will do.
0: And this gives Lee an idea. So he goes back inside to where Kenny is, and he sees those maps still, but Kenny's still being stubborn and in the way.
2: Chuck wanted to know if you
1: needed a drink.
0: Kenny perks up at that idea.
1: He's got some? Yeah.
0: And that's all it takes.
1: Yeah, that'd help.
0: Kenny... Gets up and goes to the front of the train to join Chuck and his whiskey. So Lee is free to grab one of those maps now, and it's good that he does it. Thanks. Because Kenny is back almost immediately. But Lee got what he was looking for. He got that map of Savannah, so he goes back to talk about it with Clem. But he sees Ben first. He's hanging out in between train cars. Looking a little sullen. Yeah. But doesn't really seem to want to talk, so Lee starts walking past him. But then it was me. he does huh? have something to say.
1: I was the one giving the bandits supplies.
0: What? He was about to leave and go into the boxcar. But he turns around. And he needs to talk this out with Ben. It's all my fault. Leah's stunned and doesn't know what to say. He's just still taking it all in. Jesus, Ben.
1: I know. They said they had my friend. That he was with just, them
0: Just stop. Fark, can we even
1: trust you? Yes.
2: Why'd you have to go and tell me that? I just... No, just don't tell anybody. You can't take any of it back, so don't.
0: Okay. Ben looks like he's about to cry, but Lee doesn't give a shit. He turns around and walks away. Once he's in the boxcar, he goes over to Clem and pulls out that map so they can go over it together. Hey, Clem. Hi. And for now, Lee is really just going to pretend like that didn't happen.
2: I want to talk about Savannah. Me too. And what we're going to do when we get there. They don't know what to expect. The city could be bad or totally under control. The thing is, you and I, we're a team, you know? And a team needs a plan. Aside from everyone else, when this train stops, you and I should know exactly what we're doing.
3: A plan. I like it.
2: (laughs) Good.
0: Lee pulls out the map, which is a pretty detailed street-level view, and starts going over the plan with Clem.
2: We need to help find a boat. It's our best bet at safety.
3: Okay, but we'll be in Savannah, and my parents were in Savannah. I know. Look. No, I don't care about safety. I care about finding them.
0: Lee is pretty nervous about this line of discussion, but Clem is obviously adamant. Where would we even look?
3: I can remember where they were staying. Maybe they didn't go far. The time. Please, Lee.
2: All right. Let's figure it out on the map, but a boat is the ultimate plan.
3: Yes. They can come with us, right?
2: Yes. Looks like we'll come right through town if there's nothing on the tracks to hold us up. We're gonna want to look for a boat here, I imagine. And from there, we've got all the savannah to the southwest of us. And we've got a good chunk of savannah here. What do you think?
3: They always stay in the same place when they go there. It's, uh... Hmm.
2: Hey, don't worry. We'll figure it out. Have you ever been there? Once. Well, think about it. There are a lot of hotels on here, but read this map and maybe it'll jog your memory.
3: They've got really tasty desserts. It's called the... um... um... something... mar...
2: Is this it? The Marsh House?
3: Yes, that's it!
2: So we'll head there. Yes! You think we have a good plan?
3: I think it's very good. Can I tell my parents, you know?
0: She's talking about telling her parents about Lee and Lee's history, but Lee is open about it now. Sure, go ahead. All right, how do you feel?
3: Good, better. I'm glad we have a plan.
2: And you're a good little chef. Thanks. I guess we should see how far. Oh
3: shit, hold on
0: everybody. Kenny slams on the brakes. We don't see what it is yet, but there's something out there that spooked Kenny. We see the train slow to a stop, and then we see an overpass over the tracks, and off of it, there's hanging a giant tanker truck.
1: Fuck, 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 fuck,
0: fuck! We don't know exactly what it is, but it's definitely full of some sort of flammable gas. That's fucking stupid, Ben. I'm just saying. Then Chuck comes down. I don't know. And has thoughts.
4: I ain't got much experience with y'all's fortitude, but
1: we could probably deal with that. We got a goddamn train. That thing's not full of milk, Charles. That's gas or diesel, something that's going to explode. You got to get a hold of yourself. This a crew here.
4: Then
0: Kenny gets right up in Chuck's face.
1: This ain't oh. shit.
4: This. And then yo, new
0: people you
3: keep screaming like that, and you're going to get your face chewed off. Are you guys going to be trouble? because we could have just kept walking
0: there are two new characters who are standing on top of the bridge next to the tanker
2: no we're friendly put your hand down kid
3: that's what everybody says
1: we know let's give these guys a break
0: we'll see you guys got a problem with your train yeah
1: you're standing right in front of him dude it's a wreck it's not so bad from up here send your buddy up to have a look
0: kenny turns to lee
1: anything goes sideways up there we won't let them escape
0: Luckily there is a ladder right next to where the truck is hanging and Lee goes over to it and is about to start climbing up but then calls up to these two new strangers. If I come up there you better not be murderers or thieves.
3: I guess you'll have to find out.
0: Lee starts climbing up the ladder and then we can see the two of them discussing.
3: A group of guys is what we need. They're what you think we need. We're doing fine.
1: For
0: now. What about when... Stop. It. And then Lee gets to the top. Hey, dude. I'm Omid. Lee. Krista. What's the deal with the train?
2: We're driving it. Oh, man.
0: Omid is a small Middle Eastern man, and Krista is a taller, probably biracial woman.
2: Look, y- you want to help us out? We could use some able bodies, and yeah, we, we really need some help.
0: What's in it? And just then, Clem gets to the top of the ladder. Oh, shit! God damn! you guys have a kid! She'd been following us, apparently. What are you doing up here? Do you know how long it's been since I've seen a kid? Shit.
3: What's your name? Clementine.
2: Oh, so he gets to swear.
3: This is great. See? Things are looking up. You're not her dad. He down there?
2: It's that obvious? To me. And no, he's not down there.
0: Huh. What's your story? This Krista is really athletic looking, angular features, hair up in a bun, looks handy.
2: I came across Clementine alone. First day all of this happened. We've been together ever since.
0: And everybody down there, they're cool? Omid has much softer features than Krista. He has a round face, cheeks are a little bit chubby, and he has some light stubble.
2: We just met Chuck, but he seems like an alright guy.
0: You always have to worry about new people.
3: I used to love meeting new people.
2: That must have been a long time ago.
0: Omid nods. We're sorry for anything that's happened to you guys.
3: That train is awesome, though. A tank is your real problem. We'll help you with it. But if we see anything we don't like, we're moving on down the road, alone.
2: We'd appreciate the help. You can't just blast through it,
3: I guess? If you could get it down, the rest would probably be pretty easy.
2: We'll start there.
3: We'll come down and settle in and see if we can help.
0: Before going down to introduce them to everyone else, though, Lee decides to explore. It's empty. He finds a generator up top on the bridge, but like you said, it's empty. There's also a truck there. Folks probably had
2: their way with that van a while ago.
0: It says Federal Rescue Service on the side of it. He opens it up, and doesn't see much of use. It's a lot of traffic cones and stoplights, but he does see a roll of yellow duct tape. That's about
2: the only useful thing in here.
0: Lee puts the tape in his pocket and then goes over to check out the tanker truck, which has two giant tanks, both of them on the side say petroleum. And then he goes to look at how the tanks are connected, because one of them is hanging off the bridge entirely.
2: There's no way I'm pulling anything apart down there.
0: The hitch, which is connecting the two, looks pretty heavy-duty and is definitely out of reach, so there's nothing he can do with it right now. So Lee decides to go down and introduce these two newcomers to the rest of the group.
2: Guys, this is Omid and Krista.
0: The two of them give a friendly wave. Not big on welcomes. But no one responds. Like I said, we could use some good people. Omid steps forward. We just wanted to say hi and say your train is pretty cool. But we are not looking for charity. We could help you guys, though. Maybe. Then Omid so, yeah. waves again hi. awkwardly. Uh, Again and again, no one responds. The plan is to cut
2: that tanker down and be on our way.
0: Seems like plan enough to me. You want to start in on that
3: tanker? I'll get to know the girl for a minute, if you don't mind.
1: And why don't I show you how this thing works, in case something happens? Really, Ken? It's probably for the
0: best. Kenny points up the tracks to a train station. Someone might want to have
1: a look inside of that station back there too. Sounds great. Let's do this thing.
0: So then everyone goes their separate ways. Kenny brings Omid over to the cab car and the train to show him how it works. Krista and Clem start to go off to the side to talk, but then Clem runs up to Lee, who's headed to the train station.
3: Can I follow you over there?
0: You don't like the new girl?
3: I do, but it's like we're a team, like you said.
2: Yeah, all right. Come on. Clem and San and I are checking out this train station, all right? Hustle over if you hear anything.
0: And so then Lee and Clem start walking over to the train station. It's down the tracks a little ways under the bridge and past that 100 feet or so. And as they get closer, they can see that this train station is definitely abandoned. There is a lot of refuse around. The roof is rusted. The wood looks like it's maybe been rotting for a bit. Even before... The apocalypse this train station wasn't getting much use then the camera pans out and we can see on top of the train station someone has painted survivors inside somebody must have been pretty desperate lee looks down at the mini paint cans and notices that they've been there for a while that paint has been dry for months if there were survivors inside at one point it seems like there probably aren't anymore there's not much up front in the train station. All of the doors there are locked. And so Clem and Lee walk around to the side where they see a door. Hmm. And Clem reaches up to try to open it before Lee can get there.
2: You should wait for me before trying to open doors. Sorry. Uh, luckily, it's locked. We'll get better at working together.
0: Lee lowers his shoulder and tries to open it by force.
2: <clears throat> mm, won't burn
0: it. And that doesn't work, but Lee sees something else. The window's open up there.
3: Maybe I could look in?
0: It's a little window above the door, which is cracked open.
2: Why don't I put you on my shoulders and you can peek into that window up there?
0: Sounds good. So he gives her a boost (sighs) and gets her settled up on his shoulders.
3: Okay, I can see in. What do I do now? What do you see? Lots of crates and stuff.
2: Maybe we can find the key or figure out a way to knock this door down. Kenny'd probably have me pick the lock, which actually might work now that we have the time. I think I opened Um, it. For real?
3: I think so.
0: Lee lets her down, and she smiles, proud of what she's done.
2: I'll be damned.
0: The door swings open, and inside we can see it's really quite dark.
3: Let's go. Be careful.
2: I'm supposed to tell you that.
0: When they get inside, the door automatically closes behind them and it's really quite creepy and dark and empty inside. We can't really see much.
2: Damn, it's dark in here.
0: Maybe
3: I can hold the door open? I don't like that. I'll prop it open
2: with something.
0: Lee looks around and can just barely make out some crates and pallets that are strewn about, but it's too dark to see much else. Lee does feel around and find a monkey wrench.
2: Wish that thing was in my hands instead of over there.
0: It's
3: too dark otherwise.
0: He wants it as a weapon, but he needs to use it to prop the door open instead. And now there's a little bit more light so Lee can explore more and see if he can find anything useful. In the back of this room, there's this cage with metal bars and a cash register behind it, like where a bank teller would be. And Lee also sees something interesting. There's a big gas tank connected to a blowtorch.
2: That's exactly what we need. Over there? Yeah, we need to get in there and get that blowtorch.
0: It looks old and rudimentary, but it might just work. Locked up good. He tries the handle, but it is locked. So he looks around maybe for some keys or something, but again has another solution. The cage doesn't go all the way to the ceiling, so there's a gap.
2: There's some space up there, but not much.
3: We're lucky I'm so little.
2: Here yeah, we are.
0: So they go over toward the cage, and he gets ready to give her a boost. You okay
2: going over the top of this fence?
0: Yeah, definitely. And she looks confident. So Lee picks her up.
2: Go on and grab the keys, Clem.
0: She drops down to the other side. Come on, scoot but all of a sudden she's frozen and has a horrified look on her face. Behind you! It's a walker. It lunges for him, but he's able to dodge out of the way and push it out. He goes to the door where the monkey wrench is, his only weapon. He picks it up, but the door shuts, leaving them in total darkness. He's left swinging the monkey wrench wildly, missing over and over again until finally he's able to connect, hits it right in the head and it drops. But another zombie comes, he struggles with it, as it's gnashing its teeth, lunging for his neck, but he pushes it off, and smashes its brains in. And the next thing we see is Clem, holding the gun, shaking. She wasn't able to pull the trigger.
2: It's okay, it's okay, everything's fine.
0: Lee calms her down, and she slowly lowers the gun but then we see something moving in the cage. Clem is stuck inside with it. Keys, now! She jumps into action and hands him the keys through the bars. Gets it unlocked. Clem hands her the gun. He takes aim. And then...
3: <sighs> God damn. That didn't go so good.
2: No. No. It did not go so good, but we're okay. Everything's okay. And then they
0: hear someone from outside.
3: What's going on? I thought I heard a gunshot.
0: We're fine. The door opens and we see that it's Krista, one of the new people. We found some walkers. Lee and Clem look shell-shocked.
3: You and an eight-year-old versus three of them, huh?
0: And Krista looks a combination of disbelief and... Disapproval. We handled it.
3: Yeah, it looks like.
0: What if you had And then switches to just disapproval. I'm gonna
3: go make sure the noise didn't cause us any problems. That's a good idea.
0: Krista starts heading back to the rest of the group, but then turns around and over her shoulder says,
3: I hope you know what you're doing with her.
2: We're still alive, aren't we?
3: Yeah, you
0: are. Once she's gone, Lee kneels down next to Clem, who's still looking a little freaked out. You sure you're okay? Yeah, I'm a little shaky. It'll pass. And now they can get back to the task at hand, which is getting that blowtorch from behind the cage. Without any walkers around, it's a lot easier now. Lee just strolls in and picks it up.
2: We got it.
3: Let's go outside now.
2: What did we learn?
0: Clem slumps over.
3: I'm not ready for a gun?
0: Disappointed in herself, feeling like she let Lee down, but that's not the lesson. No.
2: You just have to learn to pull the trigger.
3: It's so hard. Don't think.
2: Just do it. Live with what
3: happens. I'll try.
0: Clem perks up a little bit, and together they head back to the rest of the group. They're all by the train. Kenny is in the cab car, Ben is on top looking out, Chuck is sitting on a tree stump and plucking at his guitar, and Omid is waiting for them.
2: I found a blowtorch in the station. Should make quick work of the coupling up there. Excellent. I'll come up there with you to have a look.
0: And so, with the blowtorch in tow, Lee and Omid climb up the ladder and they go over to the coupling, which is connecting these two giant petroleum tanks. Lee sets the blowtorch down and turns the knob to open it. And he can hear a gas leak though. Shit. It's not working. What's up? The hose has a leak in it. Turn it off, dude. I, I don't want my eyebrows burned off. Better plug that
4: leak with something.
0: Luckily, Lee still has that yellow duct tape that he found in the truck earlier, so he takes them off and patches up the hose. Hope this holds. And he gives it another try. This time he gets a nice hot flame. That's crazy. Look at it go! He points it at the coupling just about and it cuts through the metal like butter. Then the tanker starts falling, and Omid Whoa. just Pulls sweat nice. out of the way the last this second. by a thread.
2: The smallest cut and it'll go.
0: But the tank shifted, and so the coupling is a little bit further down now. You can't reach it now. It's just out of reach. Damn it! It's just about done too. Crap. With just a little bit more work from that blowtorch, the tanker will definitely fall down. But it is out of reach, and so Lee it's an idea, and it's not an idea that Omid is particularly going to like.
2: Here, the weak portion of the coupling's out of my reach.
1: You think it'll be within mine?
2: <laughs> no, but I'm gonna dangle you over that ledge.
0: The Hell you are! But he grabs Omid's hand and does it anyway.
2: God, you're a real son of a bitch, aren't you? Shut up and start cutting.
0: With Omid dangling off the side of the bridge with a blowtorch. The camera cuts, and we see down the tracks an army of walkers.
1: Guys, ben sees them first. something coming. With the what? Must be thousands. We gotta go.
0: And they're headed straight for us. Omi, cut, cut! I am. Omid stretches just a little further. It's going. Pull me up. And then the coupling breaks giant petroleum tanker falls to the ground. Kenny, go! Kenny gets the train up and running right away, and then we see the petroleum start to leak out from the giant tanker. What
1: the hell do we do now?
0: Lee and Omi don't have time to go down the ladder. They have to find another way. Oh, to God, this works. Holy crap. He kicks the blowtorch, and it falls in the pool of petroleum, which lights up. Then they run to the other side of the bridge.
2: We gotta jump! What? No way! And
0: climb over the railing. The train is already under the bridge, so they don't have time to even think about it, really, but Omid is scared. Jump, dammit! Still no! Fine! So Lee goes first. He jumps off the side. Ah. He lands safely on top of the train, and now Omid has no choice. Ah. But he was too late. He hits the ground hard and isn't moving. So Krista jumps out of the train to go help him. She gets him up, but then they have to catch the train. Run! Krista is a lot faster, so she makes it up pretty quick, but Omid is limping behind slowly. Lee helps Krista uh, onto the train, Omid! but Omid of a bitch, save him! starts Omid! falling behind. Krista looks furious at Lee because he chose to save her first and left Omid behind. We see him fall off the screen entirely. But then, he just barely makes it. He lunges into the train at the last second and collapses to the ground, panting, gasping for air. He made it. That was a lot of them. you hurt? No, we're okay. Speak for yourself. My leg
3: is spot. We're fine, Clementine. We're fine.
0: And then we see the horde of zombies still chasing us, but we're leaving them in the distance. The screen cuts to black, and when we see Lee next, he's in the cab car of the train operating it. Clem is asleep in the passenger seat, looking very peaceful despite everything that just happened, but somehow everyone made it. Lee can see in her backpack there's a crayon drawing and curious he goes over and takes it out and he sees that it's a drawing of Kenny and his family Kenny with his handlebar mustache Katya with her yellow hair and Duck with his freckles Duck is in between them holding their hands and Lee just looks distraught
1: next stop the
0: Atlantic Kenny comes up, and they look out the front of the train, and they see Savannah and the ocean for the first time.
2: We have to find a boat. We just have to.
0: The sun is rising, and it looks beautiful. Kenny and Lee are both sounding hopeful, and things are looking up. You'll be alright. Even Kenny is looking better.
1: I'll be alive, I guess. Blood in my heart. Blood in my brain, at least. I'll leave you to your thoughts.
0: Lee looks down at Clementine again, who's still sleeping peacefully. She's out cold like I've never seen. But then, the sound came from her backpack. Lee looks inside and finds the walkie-talkie.
1: that fucking thing was broken so did i well it sounds like somebody knows where we're headed who the fuck i don't know but i doubt we're gonna be happy when we find out
0: thanks for listening to episode six of let's listen next time the group learns what awaits them in Savannah. Of course, there will be walkers, lots of them. But now there's this mysterious stalker standing between them and a boat, which at this point is their only hope. If you like the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen and subscribe on Spotify, Google Podcasts, or you can reach out at the Let's listen Podcast at gmail.com. You can get in touch and follow the podcast on social media. I'm at Let's Listen Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. There you can find podcast updates, teasers, and other behind-the-scenes content. Again, my name is Sam, and this has been Episode 6 of Let's Listen. I'll see you next time.